My name is Marcel Hansen, and you're listening to Small Habits, Big Changes. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome to today's episode where I'll share my view on an important question that someone asked this week. So if you're questioning yourself in any area of your life, whether something you're doing is good for you or not, whether it's in your business, your personal life, related to health relationships, stick around. We'll see if this helps. So I got a message this last week from a pretty important person. She'll know who she is. I'll call her Gigi for her anonymity. But she writes in and messaged me and asked, I'm sleeping like nine hours a night. Is there something wrong with me? I think uh, her assumption was that this is a lot. And what I know from my early years, my early mentors, I was really lucky to have some strong guidance in this area of inquiry. See, the quality of our lives is dictated, completely predicated in most cases on our quality of questions. So you ask a stupid question, you'll probably get a stupid response. (laughs) Your brain will come up with an answer that correlates vibrationally with what you're asking. So simple solution, ask better questions. So she's asking, is there something wrong with me? Maybe in the questions that you're asking, but my first inclination to ask her was to clarify, are you stressed more so than usual? To which she replied she was. I said, how's your hydration? She says, I'm drinking 100 ounces a day. I said, do you weigh 200 pounds? We chuckled because I know she doesn't. She's more like a 140. And so I said, okay, you're drinking a lot of water, um, maybe too much for this context. But she says, yeah, and how can I stop getting up in the night to use the washroom? And I said, first of all, 100 ounces is a lot for someone who's eating and getting a fair amount of hydration through their fruits and vegetables. To drink on top of that 100 ounces, if you're not super duper active, not sweating, you know, a good hour every day by working out, 100 ounces may be too much for you. As seen on previous episodes, if you struggle with hydration or are concerned about how much and how to consume proper amount of hydration for your body, you can check out a previous episode way back in, oh my gosh, I believe it's episode one. Actually, it was hydration. But in general, we're going for half our body weight in ounces every single day. And in order to not be getting up in the middle of the night, we do want to be consuming the mass majority of our water, like 95% of it, about an hour before dinner. And I say before dinner with the average of that being five o'clock at night, something like that. So if you're eating much later, then you need to still back up your hydration quite a bit. You want to stop hydrating a good, I'd say five hours before you go to bed. And you want to be going to bed in between nine, 10 o'clock. So that brings you back to stopping your intake of liquids, probably about four, five in the afternoon at the latest. So aside from those things, the questions I asked are, are you stressed? This is an important question. I think a lot of people overlook the impact that stress has on our sleep. One, it can make it hard for us to fall asleep if we're ruminating about certain things, if we're stressed at work or in a relationship that has some tension at the moment. It can be 
impactful on our latency, the amount of time, how many minutes, hours, hopefully not, that it takes to fall asleep. On top of that, my question is, how do you know that you're sleeping nine hours? And I know that that may seem like a strange question to some because, well, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock and you're getting up at seven, isn't that nine hours? It is, but it's likely not nine hours of sleep. Now, the way you would know that is by tracking it. Typically, you would have a wearable, something like the eight sleep that you sleep on doesn't have a wearable, but it does convert to an app. The Aura Ring, the Whoop, the there's some Garmin, and I think the Apple Watch is what she's using. So there are different ways that you can track that, but your information, your data is only as good as that information is consistent and accurate. So if you're tracking that you're actually sleeping nine hours, then yes, maybe you're distressed. Maybe you are a little dehydrated. Maybe you have some hormonal things going on. You're not getting out and getting sunlight or early in the day. So your circadian rhythm is thrown off. So your circadian clock is what dictates the release of dopamine and lets you get sleepy in the evening. Also your caffeine intake. And she mentioned she's a coffee drinker, but we'll get to that probably on another episode. However, if you are drinking coffee and that's part of your identity, you like that, you don't want to change that, drink it earlier in the morning. Drink it by 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. There are scientific studies that show not only the half-life of that caffeine, but the quarter life as well, lasting a long time, impacts on your bloodstream, hours, hours past you are going to bed. Part of the issue with caffeine is that it's intended to block a signal. Its influence on adenosine, it basically is blocking a single signal in your body to say, I'm sleepy. It doesn't mean you're not sleepy or that your body's like trying to get rest and you're ignoring it is basically what's happening. It doesn't mean that caffeine gives you energy, just like sugar doesn't give you energy. Sugar gives you a dopamine hit and then on the glucose roller coaster you go. It's not giving you energy. It's a mask of that. So understand that when you intake caffeine or when you intake sugar, these two examples I'm giving, they're not giving you energy. They're not. In fact, they're taking energy from you. And as soon as you can wrap your head around that, you can start to make changes around your behavior that suits you better. What you think you feel around an energy boost is in fact not an energy boost. It's a different signaling system in your body. Hence is why it is l followed by a crash often on the glucose side. And often why people who drink coffee are habitual about their coffee. They're not just a once a week, but they do every day. They've blocked the adenosine, uh, that signaling molecule. So then their dopamine is thrown off in the night. They don't sleep as deep or as restful. And then the next morning feeling unrested, they feel like they need a cup of coffee. It's a very vicious cycle, but if it's part of your identity, then it's not likely to change. And we go back to the original question of I'm sleeping nine hours. Is that too much? Is there something wrong with me? The only thing wrong with that equation is the question that you're asking yourself. Ask better questions. So I'm sleeping nine hours. What could this mean? what could be impacting what feels like a lesser quality of sleep or even a longer quantity, more hours of sleep, what could be impacting that stress, hydration, exercise, movement, sleep itself, recycles around, 
nutrition, what I'm eating, how I'm eating, when I'm eating it. Am I getting outside early in the day so I can get some natural sunlight? Am I grounding? Am I connecting with friends and family? Am I eating well? Do I have a consistent bedtime? These are all questions that you can ask that are very factual. If you have a consistent bedtime, you have a consistent bedtime. If you're eating well and nutritiously, you'll know it. If you're connecting with family and friends, that should be apparent to you. If you're moving and you're moving your body and staying grounded and getting outside earlier in the day, these are things you would know with relative ease if you were tracking. So if you track these things, then you can see in black and white what the missing link could be. You can rate for years. I rated my day on a scale of one to 10, one being abysmal, like I was at the bottom of the barrel, had no energy, frustrated, things were going wrong, just was feeling out of sync. Very few of those days in 25 years. You know, 10 is everything was great. I was grateful, felt great, health in alignment, connected with my friends and family, was grounded, got outside, got some good movement, ate well, slept well. And that continuum spectrum anywhere in between one to 10. So if you log that, if you're tracking that, maybe what time you go to bed and if you ate well as a yes or a no, if you connected with friends as a check mark or yes and a no, however you want to do that, you can see plainly at the end of each day, at the end of each week, where the gaps are. Wow. It's been four days since I reached out and talked to my dad or to my sister. It's like, hmm, maybe I should reach out. And instead of going to a place of like, well, they never call me, who cares? You're focusing on the wrong thing. Focus on how it serves you. The quality of our life is strongly dependent on our focus and how we choose what to focus on comes from the questions that we ask ourselves. So think about it. No, in general, nine hours would not be considered too much or an indicator that something is wrong. However, if you're asking the question, I strongly encourage to support that intuition that says something is going on that's making it harder for me to be more efficient with my sleep and maybe sleep an hour less. So what is that something? Be gentle with yourself and then put on your sleuth hat and do some exploratory research, figure it out. Okay. Wow. I've, I've been working two, three jobs. I've been putting in long hours. Maybe I've been neglecting my self-care a little. Maybe I've lost touch with a couple friends that I really need to reconnect with. I mean, I've been inside working and haven't been outside as much in nature. I started a new shift and I'm working early in the morning before the sun even comes up. So it's still dark when I get there. These are important things that influence your circadian rhythm, your hormonal cycle, male or female, doesn't matter here. Yes, we have different hormones, different quantities of hormones and different interactions of hormones in our body. But it is important as a human to get out and receive the light first thing in the day. We have receptors in our eyes and in our skin that really take in that power, that blessing of the sun, and it helps to align for the rest of the day and for that following that night, align our hormones and align our circadian rhythm to get us to be tired when we're supposed to be tired, which is when we put in a full day and it's time to go to bed. So I encourage everyone to just ask 
better questions of themselves. And if you don't have an idea as to what good questions could be given your situation, reach out. I got a slew of questions that you can run through and I'm certain that you'd find what you needed within there. Everyone's so individual, so I can't really answer with certainty what's going on for you. But in most instances, what you focus on becomes a target for your energy. I think Tony Robbins says, where your focus goes, energy flows, something like that. So you want to be mindful of what you're putting your attention on. Secondly, you want to be curious and not judgmental, like Walt Whitman said, with yourself and really look and see what is going on. What's impacting my mental fitness here, my emotional fitness, my physical fitness, and then just make a plan or give it up to the universe to say, I don't know what is going on, but could you send me a signal? Could you send me a sign? I'm willing to be open to receive a synchronistic nudge that I just, I don't, I can't get anywhere else if you don't have someone. Like I said, you can text into the wellness community. That text number is on the outro, but it's 206-483-2960. You can text the word yes, we'll get you signed up. There's no charge for that. So if you have any questions or concerns or issues that you're up against, you can send those texts in that come right to me and I will give you individualized, personalized insight to your situation. Hopefully that makes sense. I think that there's two parts here. One, it's a little bit of belief and self-talk, how you interact with your inner voices, uh, the questions that you're asking, the innocence or the curiosity in which you bring to those questions, and then actually what you're doing and how you're validating that. So if you're not tracking, this can make it very difficult to like, one, see your progress, two, make progress. Any athlete knows this, they're tracking everything, everything. And there's a reason why when we watch the sports reel, regardless of the sport, they make it look so easy. They have finely dialed in these skills that allow them to perform at that level. And the way they do it is by tracking. So they know if they're slipping, they know if they're increasing, if they're making progress, they're doing well. So again, where you focus and what you focus on is going to determine where your energy goes. So be mindful about what you choose, right? And more than likely, there's not anything wrong with you, but rather you have not come to a realization of how you can move out of where you are and move toward where you want to be. And because it's so subtle and it's often very gradual, it's hard to sometimes see the progress that's been made. So documenting, again, tracking is a wonderful way to see that. And there are plenty of previous episodes where we've talked about tracking. If you take a peek back on my channel, and if you like any of this content and you have ideas about what you want to hear about, please feel free to put them in the comments below if that's available or send it via text. Again, the number is 206-483-2960. And subscribe. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification that says when the episodes are being released. And if you know anyone who you know asks really tough questions of themselves in a way that could be reframed, copy the link and send this on over to them. And hopefully 
they can benefit from a little bit of this insight. I thank you so much for listening in or watching if you're on YouTube. Again, the more you can align yourself congruently, it allows you to open up and to be of service to those around you and the world at large. That's what we're here for is to help one another. So please, if you have any questions or concerns, definitely connect. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, be awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel any part of this episode resonated with you, then please consider sharing it with a friend who may also find value in it. And remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And before you go, did you know we have a fantastic free text community? If you want more bite-sized health hacks and reminders delivered directly to your phone, absolutely free, then text keyword YES to 206-483-2960. Again, that's keyword YES to 206-483-2960. And we'll see you on the inside.